Welcome to the Senior Living 411 series. The information shared in this show is for general informational purposes only and should not be used to make any personal changes to your lifestyle or health without consulting the appropriate financial, medical, or healthcare professionals. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Senior Living 411 series. Today is day 30. I'm going to quickly share my screen with you. All right, so November is Fall Prevention Month. And for the month of November, we've been covering a variety of topics relating to fall prevention. We have discussed home health care, stair lifts, home modifications. Last night we spoke about the 411 on how to financially plan for the what ifs and so much more. I found it fitting that to wrap up this 30th day of fall prevention month, we discuss insurance. For many, insurance is a mystery. What is the difference between life insurance and long-term care insurance? What illnesses are covered by critical illness insurance? What are the types of disability insurance? What are the recommended types of insurance for seniors? It's time to take the mystery out of insurance. Today, we're going to discuss the 411 on insurance for seniors. Now, please join me in welcoming our special guest for today, Mr. Andrew McDonald. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you, Desiree. All right. Great. So Andrew is an electrical engineer by trade. Prior to entering the world of insurance, he worked as a supervisor of operations at a manufacturing company. However, his true passion lies in entrepreneurship and the financial services sector with a focus on insurance. Andrew has been a licensed insurance advisor since 2000, and he's never looked back since that. He's also a girl dad to four beautiful daughters. He's a husband, a son, and a Christian by faith. Now, a little bit about me. For those of you who haven't watched the last 29 shows, my name is Desiree King, and I'm a senior home safety advisor here in Ontario. I wanted to share my story with you. The first question I'm often asked when I do shows like this is, what do you know about aging? Or you look so young, or why do you care? And my response is that it's my passion. Now, don't try to calculate my age, but when I was 14, I volunteered to work as a candy striper. And for those of you who know what a candy striper is, we actually wore a red and white apron in the hospital. And in my case, I delivered books on the geriatric floor. And in doing that, I got to have some wonderful conversations with seniors. And I really believe this is the beginning of the path to where I am now. I then went on to work as a dietary aide in the geriatric ward of a hospital throughout my high school years. And since then, I have owned or operated several senior-related businesses. Most recently, I worked as a realtor for the past six years who specialized in working with the 55 plus demographic. I've taken a slew of courses in aging in place, downsizing, retirement living options, and dementia care. I've also worked as a client care coordinator, one of the leading home health care companies in North America. And I must admit that during my time spent as a realtor, I've always felt a pull towards the educating and serving side of the business, more so than the transactional real estate side. So at the beginning of 2020, I knew that something in my life was about to change. I knew that my calling was greater than my career. 
But little did I know or anyone know that we'd be hit with a pandemic called the coronavirus. And over the past seven months, coronavirus has killed roughly 9,822 Canadians. 81% of these deaths are linked to long-term care homes. Now, health officials have cited the need for rigorous visitor and resident care protocols and precautions in these facilities, but the solution is also in our hand. We as a people, as a future elderly population of this country, have to make some decisions as well. I firmly believe that we as Canadians need to change our thinking and method of caring for the elderly. And one possible solution is that we begin to honor the wishes of our elderly members of society and better enable them to stay at home by doing what places like Scotland has done and pouring money into home modifications and home health care as opposed to hospital funding. So for the past two months as I sat at home, you know, listening to the news and watching the number of deaths occur with our seniors, I realized that I, was, I wanted to do more than I was already doing. I realized that being a realtor did not align with my desire to have a greater impact on the lives of seniors. There's an ancient Greek physician named Hippocrates, and he once said, drastic times call for drastic measures. My drastic measure took the form of me officially resigning from real estate and turning my attention to my one thing, which is senior home safety. While many seniors want to stay at home safely, their homes are not equipped to do so. And the statistics I'm about to show you will show you just that. So in preparation, for what I see will be a shift in the mindset of seniors, their adult children, and society on the whole, my main objective is to assist families in determining what is wrong in the homes of themselves or their loved ones, and what needs to be addressed in order to enable our seniors to be safe in their own homes. My vision remains steadfast, to educate, equip, ensure, empower, and elevate seniors and their families throughout the aging in place process, arming them with top-notch information and access to other like-minded, qualified providers. So let's talk about some statistics. Why is fall prevention so important, you may ask? Why is there a whole month dedicated to fall prevention? I'm gonna share four reasons with you. The number one reason is falls are common. Falls are the leading cause of fatal and non-fatal injuries for older adults in Canada. One in four older adults falls each year. As a matter of fact, every 11 seconds, an older adult is treated in the hospital emergency room for a fall. And every 19 minutes, an older adult dies from a fall. This interview will be about 30 to 40 minutes. So in that time, two adults, older adults, would have died from a fall. The second reason is falls can cause serious injuries. Falls result in injuries such as hip fractures, broken bones, and head injuries. In fact, more than 2.8 million older adults are treated in emergency departments annually because of a fall. And this results in over 800,000 hospitalizations. The numbers are alarming. Third reason is falls are costly. The average hospital cost for a fall injury is over $30,000. Falls with or without injury carry a heavy burden on the quality of life. And after a fall, many older adults develop a fear of falling. And as a result, they limit their activities and social engagements, which is really a step backwards. Fear of falling can result in further physical decline, depression, social isolation, and feelings of helplessness. And the last reason is that falls impact caregivers too. Research has shown that after a care recipient's first fall, 
caregivers report a significant increase in caregiver burden, fear of falling, and depression. Research has also shown that the toll on the family caregiver's health appears to increase over time. If you can prevent a fall, whether it is for you as the caregiver or the person you're caring for, you can save time, stress, and money. Now, the term financial services comprises many different things. There's a plethora of opportunities or different sectors in the financial sector, from banking to investments and beyond. The options are vast and varied. Last night, we spoke with uh, Zamal discussing the 411 on financial planning for the what ifs. Tonight, as you know, we'll be discussing the 411 on insurance for seniors. Insurance is one of the most common areas of financial services. Generally speaking, most people have some understanding of insurance. It is a system that you pay into monthly or annually, which acts as a safety net and covers costs of some large expenditures, which are often unforeseen. There are many kinds of insurance, health, auto, home, renters, and life insurance, just to name a few. The goal of our conversation tonight is to take the mystery out of insurance as it relates to elder care planning. With that being said, Andrew, the stage is yours. Tell me about yourself. What? Tell me about you. How did you end up being in insurance? Let's get to know you a little bit better. All right, Des, that was a phenomenal introduction. Wow. Um, it's so interesting because your story somewhat sounds like mine, just a different platform about your passion and how you transitioned from corporate um, Canada to do your own, um, pursue your own passion and dreams. And that's where I found myself. You know, my background is that of an um, electrical engineer, um, but it wasn't serving others. Like I was going through a regular nine to five job, what, what I do, and um, but I never felt I was being impactful. You know, I thought I was here for the greater good. I wanted to do more for people's lives. And um, I will never for, uh, forget back in 1999, I believe, um, I was attending a church in Toronto and uh, one of the senior mothers in the church, she, she passed away. And it was so interesting because um, everyone collected donations for the burial wow. and passing around a, a, a offering plate. And I thought it was unusual because not too long ago, um, I was living in Niagara on the lake and a friend of mine, grandmother passed away. Mm. And it was a totally different paradigm, right? This was totally different. There was no offering plate being passed around. There was no donation being given. As a matter of fact, um, they wanted all donation to, 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 to be donated to the Parkinson's Society because that's, that's what she died off, right? And um, they never worried, never lost his home. Um, they went and they celebrated. Um, and they actually sold the home that she had later on. And it was a totally different comparison. I'm like, okay, why is it that she passed away? There was no donation. Why is it that this individual passed away and there's a donation? So having a curious mind, I probed, you know, what happened? She had insurance. Wow. Because she had insurance, she was able to, to, to maintain her life, um, to keep her home. Um, and the family was not, didn't have to, sell anything to really um, supplement that funeral. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, so it put me on a, on a path where I wanted to know, I wanted to help people. I wanted to find out, okay, what is it that I need to know? 
you know, because I, I've, I've always felt if there's an observation, there's an obligation. So well, I observe. Yeah. I'm going to pause right there. If there's an observation, there's an obligation. Correct. Powerful quote. Powerful Absolutely. Quote. So now I felt a little bit obligated to mm -hmm. either learn the knowledge so I could help a lot more people like this mother in the church who probably I'm assuming she did not know. Yeah. She did not know what was available. But how is it possible? We live in the same country, different city. Some people yeah. are aware of certain things and some people are not. So I made it my personal vision to learn. And I, plus, I did not want my parents to be in the same predicament. Yeah. You know, they own a home. Um, my mom worked, my dad worked. If my dad passed away, um, I knew my mom would be struggling and vice versa. We would be struggling, <laughs> right? So I made it my personal vision, mission to uh, to pursue what the alternative is, study, so I can be a, a source, a conduit to help the community. So that's how we started. That's what gave birth to the, the, the desire to, to learn insurance and just to, just to help people, right? That's amazing. It's funny how, how you discover things. Like I, I fell into real estate. The primary reason was um, when I purchased my first home, I didn't have my license. However, through not having my license, mm. I didn't really understand mortgages and how everything worked and ended up losing a lot of money, which I could really use right now, ending up using a lot of money when I sold my home. So I didn't know about the charges for breaking your mortgage and stuff. So mm. I vouch that if I ever purchase another home, I need to be know exactly what is happening. Indeed. So it's a similar type of story. You see something happen and you don't want that to happen to your family. Absolutely. And that is something that is so common with a lot of people. You see GoFundMe pages yes. for when someone passes away and whatnot. But, you know, also, I think to, also a lot of people don't know what insurances are available to them even when they're alive. Indeed. And um, people think of insurance, it's always like, okay, life insurance. So when I pass away, it can cover my expenses or my family gets money if you have young kids, but there's also insurance that's relevant while you are still living. So before I go into defining the different types of insurance, I looked up on Investopedia. I think it's an investor, like a dictionary for investments. And it defined insurance just to make sure everyone's on the same page, all our guests, insurance as being a contract represented by a policy in which an individual or entity receives financial protection or reimbursement against losses from an insurance company. The company pools clients to make payments more affordable for the insured. So are we are we correct on that definition that they've given? Because Google's not always correct. So that's yeah. just one that I pulled that's off. Close. That's close enough, yes. Close yes. Enough. Okay. So what is the difference between life insurance and long-term care insurance? Okay, life insurance is, uh, they should change the name to death insurance, right? Actually, life insurance is pretty, pretty much death insurance. Living, um, long-term care is living benefit insurance. So those are the two categories. Mm -hmm. um, life insurance is paid out on the decease of an individual, living benefit or long-term care. You can realize the benefit while you're still alive. Okay. Right? Okay. And um, living benefit encompasses um, long-term care, critical illness, disability insurance. Um, these all falls under the umbrella of living benefits because you can pay into it and you can realize the benefit now. Right, right, right. Okay, so you actually led into my next question. Um, what illnesses are covered by, what's considered critical illnesses? Let's, let's touch on critical illness insurance first. 
Yeah, critical illnesses um, is any illnesses that um, could potentially cause you to um, either something that happened that causes you not to be able to carry to normal daily functions. You know, example, um, a heart attack, stroke, right? Uh, loss of a limb, paralysis. Um, these are um, detrimental illnesses that will um, cause you not to be able to, to do your daily activities, mm -hmm. right? And there, there are almost 33 uh, critical illnesses um, yeah, available. And each company um, has different um, guidelines as to what they will protect. Like some right. companies will protect 2021 critical illnesses. Some policy has 30, 30 some has 10, wow. some has 15. Wow. Um, so that's why it's so important that if you are interested in um, protecting yourself for critical illness, you have get a broker someone who has access to the different companies and you do a need analysis, find out what your needs are so we can find the right um, coverage and protection for you. So would your goal not be to get the one that covers all of them just in case something happens? Yeah, but a, a lot okay. of factors play, plays into that. Um, cost, okay. right? Okay. Yeah, cost is a big factor in why a lot of people choose not to go the full array of third illnesses. Wow. So I guess like I, I was reading about insurance, I was doing a little bit of background today and they mentioned lifestyle, lifestyle illnesses, which are like mm -hmm. diabetes and mm -hmm. things like that that are caused by either, I guess, environmental or the way you eat and stuff like that. Are mm -hmm. you covered for those type of things or this is just more things that, are, are, that hinder your ability to have a, an active lifestyle? Yeah, they're, they're more, more so things that hinder your ability to have an active lifestyle. Right, right. Wow. Okay. And what are the types of disability insurance then? What is classified as disability then? So disability, I know you have short-term and long-term disability. Yes. Disability would be um, something more temporary on, on a short basis, mm -hmm. um, where critical is something that could basically cost you your life. Right, right. Right, that's why critical word comes Disability could be short-term or long-term, something you may not die from now, but right. it, will, it will deem you... Um, immobile for a longer period of time. Right. And what is the threshold between short-term and long-term? Usually it's about 90 days. Um, usually the way the insurance company looks at it, um, if your, your disability um, will can be recovered within 90 days, you usually right. consider a short-term disability. If it goes longer than that, you normally deem that uh, long-term disability. Right. Wow. And okay. Some examples of disability, like a, a slip and a fall. You're not okay. able to walk for, for a week. You, you break right. your leg. Right? right. That would be a disability. Right. Uh, you cut your hand. You're disabled. You're not able to do your active daily um, task. Um, right. So those are different types. Okay. And when we're talking about seniors, like can someone who's 65 or 70 at that age get insurance? at that age or is it something you should get when you're younger in hindsight for when you get older yes the recommendation is always to get it when you're younger number one the, the cost is a lot less mm -hmm. um as we know insurance is based on risk so the yes. insurance company look at you as a higher risk the older you get you know, um for health risk um so when you're younger um you, you have a lot longer time frame 
to actually mm -hmm. pay for it. And mm -hmm. um, so it's a lot less expensive. When you're mm -hmm. older, costs a lot, um, a lot more and um, they have the tendency to have a lot of exclusions, um, pre-existing conditions. If, you, um, if you've been healed for a longer time, they may, they may not include certain coverages, mm -hmm. right? But per, first part of your question is 65, yes. Um, the insurance range is from you know, zero to about 75. We can probably get you um, coverage. Um, right. The type of coverage varies and it varies depends on the insurance company, the insurer also. Right. But the best time to get it is when you're young, when you're healthy, and uh, when, in the, when you're in your prime, um, you get it, you lock it in place, and you just keep it. And is it something that you pay like an annual premium? It keeps renewing it, and like how does the, the payment process yeah. work? Depends on insurance you get. You can pay monthly, semi-annually, yearly. Um, as you know, there, there are three types of insurance. You can get term insurance that protects you for a defined term. Okay. Uh, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, and 35 years. Okay. And um, there's permanent insurance. Um, it's a permanent product. That means you can be paid for, you can pay for limited pay, 20 pay, or you can pay until you reach age 100. Wow. Right. right? And then you have a universal life um, insurance policy, which is a combination of both, and um, investment there as well. So it depends on the policy that you get. Um, right and the duration of the policy that dictates um, how you pay, how much you pay, and mm -hmm. the duration of pay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So someone say 65 or 70, who say is a, a cancer survivor, for example, can they get insurance? They've, they've had cancer, say when they were younger in their 40s or 50s, they've overcome, they're a survivor, can they still get insurance or will that will they factor out, say, you can have insurance, but not for anything cancer related? Like how, how would that work? Yeah, yeah, you do have, uh, you do have companies. Uh, right now, what we do have, we have um, non-medical, some companies that offer non-medical um, policies where uh, once you qualify or you answer no to, to certain questions, mm -hmm. um, you are guaranteed that you'll have protection. Now, cancer, yes. Um, there are companies out there that will still protect you. Um, and that's why, again, a broker would be the ideal candidate for you to go through because we will know which company to go to. Right. Type of, um, uh, based on your, your, your illnesses or based on, um, once we have done a needs analysis, we'll know what to apply for. So you, you stand a greater chance of being accepted. Right, right. And, and just for clear, clarity, I, I know in, in real estate, when we talk about mortgage broker versus um, someone who works at the bank. So mm -hmm. the bank, for example, represents their products. Correct. A broker yeah, yeah. represents banks and other products. So they have Correct. more options as opposed to just that one institution. Correct. It's the same thing Correct. with insurance. Same, same thing with insurance. Correct. Good. Um, what kinds of questions will you be asked when you're obtaining this insurance? Like, I know that they do a physical, like what can you hide? Like what type of questions are you asked? Uh, well, first, uh, when I meet with a client, I do a needs analysis. Why do you need insurance? That's the first mm -hmm. question to ask. Why do you need, and why do you need the amount that you said you need? And a lot of time, what, I, what, I, what I've found is that someone who say, I need a million dollar insurance, okay? After the need analysis, they need 500,000, right? Yeah. Because 
what are they trying to protect? Or someone who say, I only need 500,000. After we've done a needs analysis, they have a mortgage, they have young kids who uh, later on have to go to university. So once we factor in all those costs or those, we realize they need 1.5 million wow. in insurance. So, so needs analysis is very, is very essential. It's a part of our practice, a part of our due diligence to make sure um, that individual has a holistic plan and is fully and is fully covered. So that's where it starts. A needs analysis, why do you need it? Once that determination is made, then we move forward. Right. And I know you just mentioned um, having a mortgage. I'm going to kind of segue a little bit and come back to the mainline question, but I just thought of something. Uh, I have a, a good friend of mine who's purchased a home with her husband. He's now deceased. Um, he had cancer. He passed away. They did not have insurance to cover the balance of their mortgage. So she was left with this. And I know it's a lot of people when they get mortgages, they get offered mortgage insurance through their broker, but it may not be the type that covers death. So can you speak a little bit more on that just because it's something that came to me and I'm like, you know what, that's something that's important that people don't know about. Yes, I, I, gladly. So if she had gotten it through the bank, uh, you typically the bank is this protective, uh, the sum of the mortgage. Yes. $500,000, um, your, your insurance is based on that. So what typically happens in the case of that individual passed away, the bank will pay off the mortgage, but there's nothing left for that individual. So what mm -hmm. I always propose and always recommend, get your own personal insurance where your family, your beneficiary is named by you. Yes. So in the event something happens, that money will go to that individual and they will pay whatever needs to be paid. Um, the bank is not the beneficiary. The bank doesn't get your fund. Your family member gets the fund. And, um, and it's not a declining insurance policy. What, what I mean yeah. by that, yeah, with the banks, um, you're paying the same amount. And you take out, example, you take out a $500,000 mortgage, um, mortgage insurance. Your house is now worth 400,000, but you're still paying the same amount, right? Yeah. In the event something happened, the bank will pay the 400,000, so you have no mortgage, but then you, you still have no money for property taxes. You have no money to bury that individual. But yeah. with your home policy, if it's $500,000 worth of insurance, some insured, that's what you'll get. So you can pay off your mortgage and you still have surplus to do your own. Yeah, your own yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that too, because that was the next thing I was gonna touch on is that they only pay off the balance of your mortgage, not the value right. of, the, of the, the home. So that is something also important that, that people need to realize. Um, switching back now, are there any pre-existing conditions that absolutely disqualify you from being able to get insurance? Very good question. Very good question. Um, I have not encountered any yet. Um, the, the insurance industry is so wide where there are so many providers who are, are niche, you know, um, that will will create policies and plan, put plans in place to, to cater to a certain, if you're a skydiver, at one time skydivers could not get insurance. Now we, we can get them insurance. Really? Wow, okay. Yeah. If you're a pilot, right? at one time you were not able to get insurance because you're high risk. Now yeah. you can. If you're police officers, you're high risk, right? Now wow. you can, right? Okay. So we have niche, niche market that, um, catered if you have cancer yes we can get your insurance 
uh, pre-existing condition, yes, we can get you. Uh, you may be underwritten or you may be rated, pay a little bit more than um, someone without the condition would, or that pre-existing may be, um, may be um, excluded from your policy, but we can still get you um, coverage. Right, right. What about coverage for, I know every policy is different, but what about coverage for someone say needs 24 seven home healthcare? They don't wanna go into long-term. Are there policies that would cover that? Yes, yeah, we, we do have long-term care, which is um, really, really growing right now. And it's um, very hot commodity and it's something that I really promote and I think is very valuable, mm -hmm. um, especially for seniors. And um, so a lot of seniors do not want to leave their home. And if they do have a long-term care policy, the money is paid directly to, to them and they can take that funds and do whatever they want to do. Either pay for someone to come in and take care of them, do yeah. renovation of their home. Um, oh, wow. Yes, yeah, they don't need to leave their home. They can stay in your home. So long-term care policies are, mm -hmm. and you decide how much money you want to make. So at the inception of the policy, we, we did determine that, okay, you know what, in, in the event, that I am not able to, to function normally. I'm not able to do one of the six core um, um, disciplines, you know, eat, sleep. Uh, I will need someone to come in my home. So I want to receive $1,500 a month. So we based the policy on that. And if you were to experience two of the five um, um, challenges, mm -hmm. then it, insurance is paid to you and you can take that fund and do whatever you want to do with it. So it's really, really hot right now and it's, it's growing, it's been around for a while. And um, for seniors, that's my strongest recommendation. Um, as a matter of fact, when you're younger, age in the forties, that's the time to get. Well, I'm thinking about that now, I'm going, you know what? I think I need to get that because it's, it. I know I don't want to go into a retirement residence. I want to stay in my own home. And I don't know Absolutely. if you saw last night's show, but I went through the numbers it costs to age in place properly with all the modifications and bringing in care. It's quite expensive. So definitely it's very, very yeah, expensive. that is, that is huge. And I'm, pre I'm pretty sure, you know, watching COVID and what's happening, a lot of people I know are pulling Absolutely. their family members out of these places and they're probably wondering how can we make this work? So that is Absolutely. definitely valid information. I'm gonna just segue yeah, from my own questions. I saw some questions coming in the chat. Uh, someone said for the critical care policies, are premiums fixed year to year or can they increase over time? It depends on the policy that you receive. If you get a term policy, you can get term 10, term 20, term 25, then your, your monthly premium is fixed, Okay. right? So. You know upfront how much money you're paying from day one until right. the last payment is made. Okay. Okay. And another person says, could someone just get funeral burial cost covering insurance separate from other insurance the person has? So I guess can you just isolate funeral insurance separate from other insurances and have that policy for that? Funeral insurance. I am not. Yeah, um, in situation where I've seen um, they add, as an add-on to a to a policy, like they will take a like a term policy for twenty years or a permanent policy, mm -hmm. and they will have that as an add-on. But yeah. I, I've never had an experience where it's a standalone. You can buy it as a standalone product. Right. Uh, Maybe available, 
Um, I'm just not aware of it, but I'll be happy to look into that for that individual. Something that you'd have to look into. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's great. And that's actually a very good question um, if, if that is available, because again, funerals are something that can be quite costly. Yes. So definitely good to know. Um, are there, so my next question for you is, uh, let me see here, I have a bunch of questions listed. Are you able to shop around for insurance or are you committed to the first person or company that you approach? <laughs> That's a very tricky question. <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, I asked why I asked that question yeah. because when I was looking for business insurance yeah. for my business, um, she asked me, the first person I dealt with, she asked me if I'm working with anybody else. I said no, yeah. and I wasn't. But then I wasn't happy with the service I was receiving. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I don't want to work with you. And I went somewhere else. And mm -hmm. because she had put in some applications, it locked the other person out wow. of being able to, to, um, to get there. So I had to send a letter saying no I, and text messages proving I, I didn't want to work with this person. So is that the same with insurance? No, no. You can go anywhere you want. You could work with the advisor that you want. Uh, you're not bound to any contract with the advisors. You don't have to sign a disclosure that I promise to work with you and no one else. No. Yeah. Yeah. Working with me and you don't like the level of service I offer, you're welcome to go anywhere else. Right. And, um, and, and, and is the person getting insurance, are they charged by you like a commission, a percentage of it, or are you paid by the insurance companies? How does that pay work? By, yeah. Paid by the insurance company. Okay. So there's never any cost then to the um, I know like even with mortgages, if the person has to do, a lot of times they're covered by the mortgage, whoever's giving them the mortgage, but sometimes if they have to do extra work, I guess, behind no. it, you have to pay a premium. No, no, no not at all. Okay. That's good to know as well. Um, someone here says Daniel Wingarden. He says funeral insurance, prepaid funerals normally sold through funeral homes. Yes. Insurance is, I guess this person knows about insurance. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, that's Life true. Insurance. That's true because you could go to any funeral homes and get a, a, a funeral um, policy and that will cover probably a lot, um, all the right. arrangements and, um, and um, all the, the, the addition to fly the program through the funeral right. home. Those are available. Okay. Yeah. So that's a difference. That's through the individual funeral home. Correct, correct. Okay, correct. so that's a different um, avenue you'd be taking correct. then directly. Can also be called burial insurance, not as flexible as life insurance is what correct. he's saying. Correct. So that is it's, good to know. Thank it's you, Daniel. Yeah, it's specific, it's specific um, for that reason, for that, right? Yeah, exactly for that given purpose. No, that, correct. and that definitely um, makes sense. Um, does your, does your, does your credit rating affect your ability to get insurance? No. No, they don't do a credit uh, we, report. We don't do a credit report. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's just you can able, you're able to pay it. Yes. Um, does, your, does your income affect your ability to obtain insurance? No. Um, what it does, and when we're doing a need, needs analysis, it uh, plays a role because if you are making ten thousand dollars a year and you want a, a million dollar insurance policy, it does raise some red flag, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really affect you, but it will create some questions as to why you're making 10,000 a year and you want a million dollar coverage. Really? What if you want to make sure that your family is good when you're gone? Yeah, so you'll be able to secure, but to create some red flags as to why you are applying wow. for a million dollar and you only, uh, your, your, your asset is only 10,000 a year. Um, wow. 
Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I know what red flags mean. I, I worked with, um, in a previous life when I did, I worked in IT, I worked with an insurance company, I won't name them, but I worked in the legal department. And I saw some lawsuits pass through a lot of times insurance, if they, if they sniff any form of fraud, they will yeah, spend yeah. more money to investigate you than That's pay off all the <laughs> So I definitely, I definitely know that. Um, I have a question here. Do all types of insurances significantly do all types of insurances significantly increase after the age of 75? No, again, it depends on, on the, um, the kind of insurance you get. If you, um, most, most, not all, most term insurances expired mm -hmm. age 75, right? Expired, mm -hmm. done. Um, permanent product, it, it continues and pay the same amount monthly for the full duration, either to age 100 or to a predetermined age, right? Okay. So it won't increase, right? right? Now, if you're another policy, like a universal life policy, you'll have the flexibility to go up or go down. Mm -hmm. um, but that's something that we, did, we have a conversation about, we decide on at our sit down meeting. Okay, what do you want this to do when you turn age 75? Do you want okay. it, right? It's something that you plan. Right, right. But traditionally, okay. they do not, yeah. Okay. So, okay, let me just come back over to my other questions. We have a lot of questions. This is good. People are interested in this topic. Um, what is a get out clause? I, I saw something about a get out clause relating to insurance. What is that? See, um, insurance is a uni unilateral uh, policy, meaning that if you pay, you're covered. If you don't pay, you're canceled, right? So um, you can get out, stop paying. Um, if, it's a new, if it's a new policy, it's a new contract, you have... Um, you have a 10 day, um, for example, you and I sit down today, you have a sit down cool off period. Yeah. Um, and you have 30 days. So within that 30 day window, um, if you decide not to, 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 to proceed, not to continue with it, you'll get your full refund back within 30 days. After that, you cancel, then you do not get your refund back. Mm -hmm. But get a clause, totally up to you. You are the driver as the insured. So the moment you feel this is not serving you need anymore, cease pain and insurance cancels. Right, right. Are there any other clauses that one should be aware of um, in this contract? Are, you, are there any clauses you should be aware of? Or in other words, are you able to take this contract to your lawyers, say, before you sign anything and say, can you look over this and then come back and say, okay, I'll sign? Like, Absol are there Absolutely. any red flags? Yeah, that's why you have the 10-day cool-off period. So you can okay. look it over and bring it to people. Yeah, okay. allows you that, that, that timeline to look it through um, to ensure that this is actually what you want, what you need, right. and it serves your need. And uh, if it does not, we can revise it. You can, you're not obligated, right? You can cancel it. You can say, no, this is not what I, I signed up for. Give me what I signed up for. And, right. Uh, yeah, you're under okay. no legal obligation. Okay. I have another question. If there are multiple policies on a, on a client, does only one get paid out? For example, a senior forgets that they have had an insurance with one provider and gets insurance with a second provider. Is there a pecking order or would they get paid from all the providers? You or can they have insurance with more than one provider? That's actually a good question. Another one too. Absolutely. You can have insurance with hundreds of providers. Yeah, yeah, you're not limited. Uh, once you have the ability to pay for it, you can have it with multiple ones and they will all pay out to the all individual policies. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so that's not a, it's not a red flag if you have a couple different insurance no. policies no. with different no. people. 
Now, okay. that's, that's different for a disability insurance. If a disability, ah. that's totally different. There's a picking order there, right? That's right. Right, but for life insurance, it does not matter. Right. Um, do premiums go up each year? I'm not sure if I asked you that, generally speaking, or you said there's a fixed? Yeah, and it depends on the policy. If it's a term policy, um, it, it is fixed. Um, if you have um, a universal life policy, it may or may not. It depends on the plan that we, um, we provide you with. That you're provided with? Correct. Okay. And are there any like specific in insurance policies for seniors in mind that covers you know the main things that a senior should have, or is it something that you have a base package and then you do the add-ons based on what you you, you you do the analysis of what they need? Very good question, Des. Um, insurance is pretty standard. Um, mm -hmm. That's why it's so important to do a needs analysis. Like I'll sit with a senior and say, okay, what what you need is insurance to protect. Do you need it for final expense? Do you need um, whatever you need it for? So it's going to be catered for your needs, mm -hmm. right? So there's no standard one shoe fit all policy in insurance. If you go to an agent, you may find that because they can only market what they have. But going right. to a broker, um, we find out what your needs are and we, we tailor insurance plan to satisfy your need. Right, right. We have another question coming in. Can I buy life insurance on someone else? Yes, once you have an insurable interest, you can buy it on your children, uh, you can buy it on a business partner, you can buy it on a um, uh, on your parents because you have an insurable interest. And what that means that um, in the event your parents or someone should um, should um, cease to exist, you have the responsibility to take care of whatever you need to take care of. So mm -hmm. you got to prove that you're the final. I could not take out any insurance on you without a financial interest. You want okay, to know that's why. what I was wondering. Okay. Yeah, what's the relationship between both of us? Why do I need, if it's a business, we have, we're a business partner, so there's a yeah. financial interest there. Okay, so what about spouses? Can someone take, a, can, can my husband take out a policy I mean, I don't know about it? <laughs> Is that something that's <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, you could. Okay, could, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah. That's good to know, but do they, so is it something, even if you have an insurable interest, uh, does the other party, apart from minor children, obviously, have to authorize this policy or they could just do it without the person? Usually, um, usually we, we, you have to be, be made aware. You have to, okay, good, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah there's insurance okay. policy out on you, okay. correct. Uh, another question coming in, what kinds of deaths are not covered? Hmm. Very good question. Um, again, it depends on the policy. Some policy will not pay out if you die committing a crime, mm. right? Okay. Yeah, some policy will not pay out if, um, so for instance, now Canada declare act of war and is a terrorist attack. And if, if yeah. war is declared, it will not pay out. It's an act of oh. war, right? Right, right. Some policy, yeah, some policy will not pay out if you, um, Nobody. I know that when I worked with that insurance company, there's a particular case where um, the husband took out a policy for a million dollars or whatever, and then he went traveling to somewhere overseas, and there was a police report, but there was never a body. And the insurance company, this was like a, a long-going case. They would not pay it out because they're like, no, the insurance policy is new. He's disappeared. There's no body. So yeah, yeah. they would not pay out on that policy. Um, so there are certain, what about suicide? 
suicide, um, have a two-year suicide um, exemption. If you come to suicide within the first two years, it will not pay, be paid. But the first that, two years of the policy. Within two years, correct. But wow. a year plus a day, come to suicide, it will be paid. Wow, okay. So that, that's good to know as well. Um, one question that I had for you is, you know, again, and I asked them all the same question from a financial advising perspective. This is from an insurance perspective. Times are rough. Um, a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. What advice would you give to those who do not have insurance due to financial, financial constraints? My advice is because time is rough. That's the reason why you need to have insurance in place, right? Because time is rough for everybody. You need to make the sacrifices necessary because if you were, if you're the bread, if you're the breadwinner and something were to happen to you, how mm -hmm. would your family survive? That's the most important thing we got to think about. How would my family survive? Right? So yeah. make the sacrifice, $20 a month, $30 a month, get something in place, right? Because that's that's yeah. why we work for a family, get something in place. That should be my recommendation. That is a very real, real, real comment. You're saying make it a bill. If you have a make cell phone a bill. bill, you can have insurance. Absolutely. That's what you're saying, basically. Make, you, make it a priority. There's no excuse to if, not have it. If you can go to Tim Hortons or Starbucks and have a coffee, you can have insurance. Yeah. No, that that's that's very that's very that's a that's a reality check right there for a lot of people. Absolutely. And what about on your? I mean, we're talking about seniors, but even it's the same for your children. Should you have insurance on your children as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe you should have insurance on your children. I have insurance on my children because that is the insurable interest, right? So that's mm -hmm. strongly recommended. Um, but again, um, it's all has to do with why you need to have insurance for your kids. All has to be why. What's your intention? What's your motivation? Why you need this? Would, would, would the money better serve if you put it in a savings account, in a tax-free saving account, in an investment account? In stock versus having insurance, right. right? If the children, if they're young, right. you could add them as a rider on your personal policy, right? Instead of ha them having the rider, you break down that term rider, like tag along yeah. there, yeah, in the car like, with you, <laughs> <laughs> like an add-on, you know, like a, like a combo, like you okay. get a, <laughs> on your policy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that that's good to know. Um, you know. Going back to when I first introduced you, you've been doing this for since 2000, right? For 20 Correct. years. Correct. Um, would you say this is your calling, really, to be able to educate people on insurance and to provide them with that security? Absolutely. I, I see what it does. Um, I've seen what it does on both sides. I've seen someone who passed away without and the hardship it caused on the family and I've seen on the other side, mm -hmm. someone who passed away and they had it. And although they were mourning, but at the end of it, they did not lose their house. They did not lose their car. They were able to mourn and not worry where the next meal was coming from, right? And to be able to, what gives me the greatest joy is sitting, going to visit someone, sitting there in your home, right? Walk away knowing that if something was happened to the husband or the wife, they get to keep your home. They get to keep your car, yeah. right? They get to live, yeah. right? That yeah. gives me the greatest joy knowing that I've left their family better than I, than when I walked in. Wow. 
So wow. I think that's, that's my mission okay. to educate people, let them know that, listen, if it's only $20 a month, you can afford to have something in place. Can you work backwards and can you work backwards then? And that's just the question that came to me in, in obtaining insurance. Can someone come to you and say, listen, Andrew, I can only afford $20 a month or $30 a month. Work backwards from that amount and let me know what I can get. Can, can you work that way as well from what yes, they can afford yeah, backwards yeah. to what absolutely, they can okay. Absolutely. 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 Well. Yeah. What I found a lot of time people will claim that they can only afford $20 a month, but when you have done an analysis and realize that, oh my <laughs> God, I would only cover this. They realize, oh, okay, this is important to me. So I got to make sure this is protected. This is important to me. So I got to ensure that this is protected. And it's funny how they're able to find another $20. Yeah. Right. No, because no, it's not, true. Not, yeah. It's not too much as $20, but what are you protecting? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Even, even me working in this industry, I'm, I'm doing home safety inspections. When I actually sat down and put together the numbers for the case scenario with Zamal last night, I was like, when I saw the numbers, I know the numbers, but when I put them on paper, I was like, holy crow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. So it, it's true when you, you, you think you can't afford something until you have to, or yeah. you, it becomes a priority and you make it a priority. Like you said, you know, average person who drinks coffee has one, two, three cups of Tim Hortons a day. Mm -hmm. Just using Tim Hortons for lack of a better reference. I won't even go to Starbucks. That's really expensive coffee, but mm -hmm. that's like six bucks a day, yeah. right? times seven days a week, $42. Now we're at almost $200 a month. Absolutely. And $200 a month, I'm sure can get you some good insurance. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. 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 Uh, definitely. Um, you know, what's, what's your favorite quote? Hmm. Desiree. <laughs> um, I have, um, two that's resonating with me right now is, um, if it's to be, it's up to me. Right. Mm -hmm. If a lot of people out there need to be protected with insurance, need to have a better life, I have obligation. It's up to me to find them. It's up to me to educate them. It's for me to do my part. And um, another one is the one I shared earlier. If there's an observation, there's an obligation. Mm -hmm. yeah. That sounds like something from um, Jesse Jackson from back in the days with the rhyme. <laughs> There's an observation, there's an obligation. Yeah, you know, that, that, that comes back to my story, how I ended up leaving real estate. I, I, I observed the numbers of people that were falling and I observed the need for, you know, yes, there's a million checklists online, mm -hmm. but they're obviously not using them. So mm -hmm. there needs to be a professional who can come in and do it for them. Like with so many other tasks that we consider menial, you know, I, I, use, I use oil change just for example, you can change your own oil. You can go to Jiffy Lube or the dealer, but get it done. Except it done. the change that I'm making or what you're involved in as well is, is life. You're dealing with life. So there's a whole other next level of obligation to be able Indeed. to serve people and help them in that, in that capacity. And I really admire Indeed. that. Indeed. That's amazing. Uh, next question for me. I don't see any other questions coming in from our, our guests. What do you want your legacy to be? Hmm. I want to, when I'm done, I can say, you know what? I've done well. I have utilized the gifts and talents that the Lord has given me. I've served mankind and I've lived well. I've served. And um, someone look back and say, you know what? My family have because Andrew was insistent because Andrew saw an opportunity and he entered my life as a 
Is Dasa a broker and he left as a friend? Yes. Yeah. That's that's deep. Yeah. Um, I always go back to one of my favorite quotes, which is well, Oprah as well, who I heard said it. I don't know if she's the originator, but your legacy is created by the number of lives you touch. So every person you touch, whether it's through directly through your work or even in this this conversation that we're having, if it helps one person, whether they come to you or somebody else, make a move and get insurance, you're, you're touching lives. Absolutely. You're touching lives. Absolutely. And that's really what it's all about when it's all yeah. said and done. It's not even about the money. Not it's about, about letting people know what they need to know, because once you know, there's no excuse for not doing it. Absolutely. That's the ball's now in your court. So I, I totally, I, we come from the same place. And that's why, you know, as you know, in, in the show I do, I, I do the show with people who are aligned with me, who want to serve and are here for a bigger purpose than just the dollar, because that will come, but it's the serving part that's sure. so important. Um, do you have any closing nuggets for us on insurance? Like things that, you know, we, we've talked about so much. Mm -hmm. Let's just leave them with some key nuggets that they can take away from this conversation. Yeah. So insurance is protecting your risk. And a lot of people, there are a lot of jargons out there about, oh, it's a rip, rip off, it's a fraud and stuff like that. But just educate yourself on it. Uh, I believe this is the only way, not the only way, one of many ways we can leave a legacy and we don't leave for our kids and kids, kids. We don't leave our family in debt. We don't leave them suffering. Um, this is one of the way, just be responsible and take care of the people um, left behind. It's the best love letter or gift you can, you can leave your children, your family members. Just, yeah. That's, that's that resonates. I got chills as you're saying it. That resonates deeply um, when you say it because, yeah, you don't want to leave them suffering yeah. you know so if you're able to to safeguard that much then do Absolutely. it if you have the ability do it definitely yeah. that's strong and that's powerful Andrew yeah. I want to thank you so much for being on the show don't go anywhere stay okay. on I'm going to share my screen again I was going to say that don't leave <laughs> I share my screen you'll get a chance to say goodbye again I'm just going to share my screen and, and continue um the conversation into what's happening next uh so I cannot begin to stress how much helping yourself, a spouse, or an aging parent to avoid falls goes a long way towards preserving health and independence. I will highlight that the information shared in this show is for general information purposes only and should not be used to make any personal changes to your lifestyle or health or insurance situation or whatever without consulting with the appropriate financial, medical, or healthcare professionals. It's been a long month and as quickly as it all started, it's almost over. It's so hard to believe it's almost over. First and foremost, I wanna thank all of our panelists. I wanna thank, thank you, Andrew. I wanna thank everyone who has viewed our shows for being a part of making this audacious goal that I had inside of my head become a reality. If we have touched, as I said, just one person, then we have done our jobs. And secondly, I'd like to invite anyone who's viewed this show or been on this show to join me tomorrow, December 1st at 7 p.m. to make a pledge to prevent falls. How does it work? It's quite simple. Let me first define a pledge to you. A pledge is something that you can commit to doing, changing, or improving in healthcare. Anyone can make a pledge, whether you're a healthcare provider, an administrative worker, a family member, a caregiver, an adult, or a parent. The pledge is completely up to the individual Pick something that's meaningful to you and something that you are passionate about. 
So what's gonna happen is tomorrow, this activity will be done in a group setting on Zoom with all people who wanna participate will be on the call. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna, we're gonna have a pledge form. You're gonna think of a pledge that you believe is attainable and fill in the attached and fill in the fillable form. If you're not sure what to pledge, here are some examples. So on the community level, you can pledge to check in on your elderly neighbors who live alone. That goes a long way, especially in this time of a pandemic. Check in on them if you haven't seen them, especially with winter coming. If you go by someone's house and you know a senior lives there and their, lawn, their, their driveway hasn't been shoveled for how long, check in on them. Just a quick check-in goes a long way. The second is on an individual caregiver level. Pledge to take an exercise class this December. Pledge to take an exercise class every day for the month of December. Pledge to use a fall risk assessment this December. If you're unable to do it yourself, my company, Senior Living 411 Incorporated, does it, or let some other professional do it. The bottom line is to get it done. You can also pledge to review you or your loved one's medicine cabinets for medications that can put them at risk of falling. Take all your medications, prescriptions, over-the-counter and herbal to your pharmacist or healthcare provider and let them review it this December. Pledge to share these videos from this past month. They're all on Facebook. Not on Facebook. They're on Facebook and they're on YouTube. And they're also on the, on the podcast through different platforms. Pledge to share this with anyone that you feel may need it. If you would like to join the Senior Living 411 community in making a pledge to prevent falls, email me at Desiree at SeniorLiving411.com by 3 p.m. tomorrow. And for those who have already committed to joining us tomorrow, get ready to share your pledges and I will see you tomorrow at 7 p.m. So as always, thank you for joining us. Remember that all discussions can also be found on YouTube on the Senior Living 411 Incorporated channel or on the Senior Living 411 podcast. Please remember to like this broadcast, share this broadcast, or subscribe to this broadcast, and follow the Senior Living 411 Incorporated Facebook page, and join the Senior Living 411 Series private Facebook group. So Andrew, I'm putting you on the spot. Are you joining us to make a pledge tomorrow? <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll be joining you tomorrow to make a pledge. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, once again, Andrew, thank you so much. Uh, this was a great interview. And like I said, I, I, when we spoke earlier, between you know the financial and this, I thought it was the best way to culminate all the discussions we had, because you know these are the things that often get left aside because of whatever reasons. I live check to check. I don't have enough or whatever, but they're relevant. They're so relevant as part of the fall prevention because nobody plans for these things, but life happens. Absolutely. And when life happens, it's good to have the right security blanket to just ease that much stress off of you. And to so, piggyback on that, I would say it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Have it, wow. You're, you're just slaying us with these quotes today. I <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. Once again, you know what, thank you so much. And uh, everyone who joined us, thank you to all our participants. The, the room is full, we have eight people in the room. Thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you for your questions. If you need to reach out to Andrew, uh, reach out to me and I'll share his contact information with him. Or if you're in the Facebook group, it'll be posted there. He, like you hear, you hear, he wants to educate, he wants to serve, he wants people to know what their options are. And that's what it's really all about. So thank you everyone and have a wonderful and blessed evening.